Hello and welcome to episode 143 of Level Up Your Career with APMG. Welcome to 60 Minutes of Life Question and Answers, where your questions drive the show. I'm Stefan Brendel, and on behalf of APMG, I'm your host today. My colleagues Adriana and Ella are in the chat, so please let them know your name and the city from where you're joining. They will post a link to vote up the questions that you would most like answered, <clears throat> and of course, for you to add your own. If your question is selected, your name will appear in the credits at the end of the show, so get yours in early and stay with us to see that happen. Today, we're talking about building your project management career. Worldwide, the demand for skilled project managers is rising. And we want to learn what it takes to meet this demand. I'm delighted to be joined today by an expert panel who can really help us explore this topic. Sounds interesting? Well, then let's get started and meet our panel. Hello, panel. We have Marion Bell. She's a management consultant with Blue Visions and the Institute of Management, who upskills her clients across project management and capability frameworks, including Agile, Change, and Praxis. Welcome back to the panel, Mario. Hello. Thanks very much, Stefan. It's great to be back and um, hope to answer some really good questions tonight. Thank you. All right. We also have Chris Bevan with us. He's the executive chairman and partner at Provec in the UK. In his career, he has led complex change and transformation programs in the UK, in the US, and in Europe. Chris leads by example and heads up his own change consulting practice and is a mentor with Syriza. Welcome back, Chris. Thanks very much, Stefan. It's great to be here. Uh, great panel. Looking forward to an energetic discussion. All right. And we have Luca Cambetti. <clears throat> He's the founder of Equality Italia and an experienced coach and mentor. Luca builds deep relationships with his clients and teaches a range of leading practice, including business relationship management. Buongiorno, Luca. Buongiorno. Hello, Stefan. Thank you. And thank you to APMG. I'm very happy to be here to talk about a passion of a lifetime, my passion of a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. Ron Lehman, he's the founder and owner at the Highway of Change, where he delivers a range of one-to-one -one and small group services to help people cut through the rhetoric and focus on addressing real issues in real time. He's, of course, a regular contributor here on Level Up. Welcome back, Ron. Uh, I'm glad you said regular contributor because it feels like I've been on the show all week. I was actually on the show last week. So I hope you're not getting fed up from me by face just yet, but I'm glad to be back anyway. And we enjoy you being here, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> Falco Werner um, completes our panel. Falco is a co-founder, agile coach, and accomplished author. Working at Fempio, Falco helps organizations to embed leading practice in DevOps, drawing upon his experience and coaching skills. Falco achieved a first in his engineering IT masters and seeks to achieve excellence in every situation. Guten Morgen, Falco. 
Guten Morgen, Stefan. Nice to be back on um, up and uh, enjoying the topic of how to become a good project manager. I really love uh, project management from the traditional point of view as well as uh, the agile approaches where I'm looking into a little bit more than during the last years. All right. Thanks, Falco. <clears throat> so we have a lot of questions and our question master for today is Suchitra Jakob, who joins us from Bangalore in India. Hello, Suchitra. And may we have a first question, please. Hello, Stefan, and hi to the panelists. <clears throat> sure. Our first question is from Scott. How do I know if I would be suited to being a good project manager? Okay, we, we have Ron, who kicks us off with this, and then Marion, Luca, and Falco. A uh, very short one from me this time. Do you like plans? Do you like planning? Do you like dealing with resources reporting into you? Do you like data? Do you like certainty? Do you like predictability? Are you cool with facts and figures? What about using a structured approach to deliver something? If you've got that kind of mindset, you are suited to be a project manager. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Um, and thanks for kicking us off here. Um, I think we come now to Marion next. Thanks, Stefan. Um, one thing I tell all my classes is to be a good project manager, you really need to like people and want to work with people. But there's also got to be a balance between being task driven and being people driven. So as much as you've got to be sort of empathetic towards your team and, and be able to um, manage any problems and issues that get brought up through the people, you also need to make sure that the work gets done. So you need to have a balance between both. Yeah, absolutely agree to that. Falco, what's your... Luca, sorry, Luca is next. What's your, what's your view? Uh, yes, uh, well, when I became a project manager first, I missed my technical work. So maybe that if one of the, of the people listening is too much attached to the practical work, uh, maybe that will be difficult to become a project manager. So first of all, you need to change the perspective. You will have a much greater impact by being a project manager than by simply working on developing something. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. And Falco? Yeah, I see the points of all three uh, that already spoke before me. So um, I see that it's important to like to manage. So facts and figures, get decisions on the board and get it um, into the decision makers' heads and go the way. Get it implemented with the people who do the actual work and um, the the yeah, implementation parts and um, balancing both is probably valuable. So I, I see you need to be able to talk, communicate with um, all stakeholders, um, the implementation team, and get this onto the paper. If, if that's something you like, then um, project management is probably a good thing. And I remember um, in my uh, master's, degree when I was uh, taking a class, 
um, there were lots of technical classes and one that um, yeah stuck stuck out which was uh, project management, which led me to going into um, additional course after the standard university courses. Um, I looked into it. I was um, interested in the planning work and all um, stuff that you can do. And if you feel something like that, you have a motivation. And um, this motivation takes you to, to go the extra mile and to do a good job as well. And if you feel um, those things in um, this talk, when we talk about project management, or if you feel this in, um, in or, or somewhere else, then um, it's probably a good thing to follow the um, intrinsic motivation that you feel. Yeah, okay, right. Well then, <clears throat> Chris, your well, statement. I'll give a, a practical way spot so that you can determine whether or not you're you're suited to be a good project manager. Um, on our company web website, provec.co.uk, we have a, a free uh, project management assessment, which takes you about um, 10 minutes to fill out. You get the results, nobody else gets the results, uh, and it'll just point you in the right direction to let you know whether or not this is a career for you. So I direct you to that um, to that website run the, the PMA assessment and see where it leads you. All right, thank you. Well, first of all, thanks, Scott, for this great question to start with, and for the, and thanks to the panel for setting the stage now for what's coming next. <laughs> so, Chicha, what's coming next as a question? So our next question is from Sandra, who wants to know, should project managers also be subject matter experts? on the content of the project they manage. All right, so should they be subject matter experts? Should they understand what they manage? Uh, probably they should, but Falco, what's your view? I think it's a nice add-on to know what the project internally is going to be about, to be able to structure subparts of the project, to understand what things are about but it's not the main task of the project manager it is much more important to know how to manage the project to get other subject matter experts in place to get those information to the people implementing and uh, running the show then being the subject matter expert as a joint role with the project manager all right, uh, so so Sandra Falco thinks that it, it's it can be quite helpful to uh, to be a subject matter expert, although it's not the main task. What's your view, Mario? Um, I actually agree with Falco. Um, I think it's far more important that you know how to manage a project. So if you look at Pimbok, um, the they've got forty nine process groups in the sixth edition, and that actually really sort of shows you exactly. The, the, what the project manager should be doing. So there are 49 processes all sort of across the life cycle of the project through knowledge areas, and that's what you really need to be an expert at. Um, if you have the right team around you, you should have subject matter experts on the actual topic or the content of the project. Um, but I think far more important that you actually know how to manage a project because that's your main role. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you, Marion. And let's hear from Chris then. I, I just echo what the um, what Marion and Falco have said, but I do think that it helps your understanding and your empathy with your team, um, and especially with your sponsor, if you have a context of the industry that you're working in. Um, for example, in construction, if you know nothing about the engineering techniques and the engineering challenges, then having that empathy when you're trying to estimate, when you're trying to plan, um, could be could be quite difficult. But your subject matter expertise is project management. It is not the, the, the individual sort of functions. Um, but having that understanding, I think, gives you a much better context to lead your team and to work with your sponsors um, and owners within within the project. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for that insight. Um, understand that the the subject matter expertise might, sometimes that might be even the start for somebody to become a project manager just how this historically evolves um, but uh, good insight thank you very much and um, let's just move on to the next one please our next question is from our panelist ron can a project manager also execute change management at the same time yeah, well, Ron, um, uh, thanks for that question. I will come to you last, okay? Uh, let's hear the other oh, panelists okay. first. <laughs> and, I, and I think we start with uh, Luca, the Marion, and then Chris. Uh, yes, a project manager shall execute change management uh, because the, uh, the, the, the project shall deliver its outcome. It's an, not only delivering a product is uh, introducing a change in an organization. Maybe that, that the project management will need support from experienced change managers, but the project manager must be uh, must be leading change management also. Okay, good. Well then, let's hear from uh, I think who was next, Marion. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so I think that um, almost contradicting what I said in the previous um, answer, change management is one of those things that a project manager should actually be um, across. Because if you're doing a project that involves people having to make changes in the way that they work, if you've got a project manager who doesn't understand that human element, um, the project risks not being a success. So if the project manager, even if they themselves don't sort of get involved in the change management activities of communication and training, they need to make sure that those activities actually occur to make sure that the outputs they're delivering actually are transformed into outcomes through the people actually using the product as it's delivered from the project. Thanks, Stefan. Well, thanks, Marion. And uh, let's hear from Chris then. Well, I, and, and following on from the last question, I would say that change management is one of the subject matter areas. Um, you know, it is vitally important that I don't know a project that I've ever worked on that hasn't delivered change. Um, but again, change management is is a wide sort of scope it, it's you need experts in change management experts in behavioral change experts in organizational change um, and i think that expertise needs to support the project manager rather than the project manager wears two hats 
Um, so it's it's to me it's a vital element of all projects, um, and it needs to be part of the project. And the project manager needs to be aware that it is a specialism and probably needs support in that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if if a project doesn't deliver a change, is it really a project? I mean, or why are you doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's, that's, that's the nature of a project. Is it delivers some kind of a change to the organization. All right, thanks yeah. for that. And uh, let's move on to the next question. Uh, our next question is from Lisa <laughs> Flock. Are there any differences if I work as a freelance project manager on different projects or as a project manager on a permanent employment in a company? Oh, Lisa, I love that question. Yeah, because I mean, everybody who's been on been in this situation knows what, that there is actually a difference. I think there is a difference um, because you can always be the bad guy when you're the freelancer. People can push on you. But uh, let's see. I, I missed. I think Falco was first, and then Marion, right? Yeah, probably the other way around. But still, I can start. Sorry for <laughs> being the first. Um, I agree. There are differences um, in terms of how long the freelancer already has contact to the organization, how the internal network works, and if a freelance external project manager can deliver um, and connect to the stakeholders in the same or similar way, especially if there are lots of internal ones um, in hierarchical organizations, there might be quite a big um, management pyramid hierarchy on top and to get in touch with them might be easier from from internal um, on an operational point of view executing planning um, and um, doing the work as a project manager creating the plans estimations communication structures setting that up i often see that external freelance project managers do that with a lot of experience from different organization organizations and bring in quite lots of um, um, yeah expert knowledge and that usually helps to have that as well so you have to kind of find the good scale or good balance um, and have have both um, both can be done from a freelance and from a um, permanent employment position point of view. Um, so it is possible to do both. And yeah, the advantages, disadvantages, as I said, connecting to the internal organization networks and stakeholders from an external point of view is more difficult. Okay, thanks, uh, Falco. And let's hear from Marion. Um, Lisa, I'm going to sort of approach this from two different angles. Firstly, um, myself having been a freelance project manager and now working for a project management consultancy, I definitely found that as a freelance project manager, the types of projects that I was picking up were a lot less complex, so more sort of simple projects. But I do think also as a freelancer, um, you do get a lot more respect um, if you're coming into an organization People tend to listen to your views more, whereas if you're working for the organization and you are the project manager, everybody knows you. Yes, you've got better access to everybody, but 
they kind of don't really seem to take you as seriously as they do somebody who comes in from outside with new ideas. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, Marion. Well, um, we have um, quite a few questions and probably also have live questions now uh, coming up. And uh, let's see who's, he who's here. There's Niti. Anita, um, joining from Abuja, Nigeria. Hello. Welcome to our show. And from Doha in Qatar, Bahia. Hi. Great to have you here. There's so many people. I mean, it's not just, not just the panel who's around the world, it's also our viewers, which is great. Uh, new to the family of APM. And there's Ella, who's, um, um, as you can see, our social chat is taking care of everybody who is in the chat. And uh, there's Cleofaz listening from Tanzania. So, and so on and so on. I think, Suchitra, we should maybe move to the next questions because we have so many to cover today. All right, we have a question from Agogo who's watching us live on LinkedIn. What is the biggest advice you have for project managers who are relatively new to the field? All right, thanks uh, Agogo for this question. And we start answering it with Luca, please. And then Marion. Yes, my first advice would be have a, a general introduction to the project management uh, uh, body of knowledge uh, you can easily do uh, for example on the uh, praxis framework website you will have a very big panoramic of uh, what was written on this team and you can start understanding what it's all about yeah, thank, thanks for mentioning the Praxis Framework. That is indeed a very valuable resource and sure we can put this in the chat as a link where people can find the praxisframework.org. Um, Marion, your view, um, please. I'm going to say exactly what Lucas said. Um, you know, Praxis is free um, and it's really written quite simply so it's easy to understand it also covers off on projects programs and portfolios um, sort of helping you really to understand the project environment um, there's just so much extra in there in terms of um, articles and resources that you can look at so 100 percent um, I would agree Praxis Framework is the way to go. Um, you can also do formal training on Praxis Framework if you feel that you actually want um, uh, you know, to sort of get some sort of certification behind your name. Um, that, that would also work. Yeah, thanks, Marianne. I can tell it's really it's a huge resource because I was part of the translation team for translating this into German, and I know how many pages we had to go through and how valuable that was. Okay, um, I think we uh, continue with Chris now. I agree with what everybody else has said, but I would add from a personal point of view, um, remember that you're leading a team. Um, and from a personal point of view, uh, work with your team um, and get to know your team. And communication, I think, is one of the most important things that a project manager has to do communicating within the team, through the team, and within the the, the business that you're, you're in, your stakeholders, your uh, your your sponsor. So, your although the term is project manager, actually you're leading a team, and the team deliver the project with you leading them. So, be a good leader. 
Thanks. Thanks, Chris. And uh, <clears throat> I think I missed Ron when he had a, had his hand up. So, Ron, why are, are you... <laughs> Why are you going yeah, next? <laughs> you, did, you did miss me, but I'm going to I'm going to refer back to the question about can you can a project manager also execute change management in with this latest question? So I don't believe they can. I'm going to be very very controversial now. I do not believe that a project manager can execute the full range of change management activities by themselves. There are dependencies on the fact that, um, you know, the size of the project and the, the, the impact on the people, et cetera, et cetera. But change management is a separate role in a project manager. Mm-hmm. And on big projects, you need a single project manager and a change manager who work in collaboration with each other. Okay. So the biggest advice for project managers, coming back to this question, is learn about change management. Because at the end of the day, a project will always run into problems. And the biggest problems they will run into is with people, probably things like resistance or not being involved, etc. So you need to understand about change management, okay? Whether it's the full gambit of change management or whether it's just a bit of change management. But there's a whole host of things like psychology, like the neuroscience of change. These are all things that change managers know about. These are all things that project managers probably don't get involved with because they're too focused on delivering the time, cost, quality, and scope. So, yes, I'm being a bit controversial, but that is what I believe in. Um, And I actually deliver project management versus change management webinars to all sorts of people, organizations, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to hear my view, just let me know. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll deliver. And they're free, by the way. They don't cost you anything. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Ron. And then we have Falco next. All right. Um, I agree to most of uh, what we heard uh, to this question, but still, um, my biggest advice for a new project manager is don't get overwhelmed by the organization stick to the project flow don't um, start a project without the budget don't start the project without the team don't start the project without a kickoff and um, keep the flow working so keep keep into the or stick to the flow and um, that's yeah that's it Focus, focus, focus. <laughs> all right. Many thanks uh, to all of you. Um, so we um, shall maybe go to the next question, uh, Suchitra. Sure. We have a question from Ramon in Sydney. Can project managers specialize in managing specific aspects of a project, that is business cases, or does a project manager need to manage the whole project? All right. Uh, thanks, Ramon. We start with Chris, Ron, Falco, and then Luca. Well, Ramon, my, my view is that a business case is part of a project. The project is made up of, of a number of phases, um, generally. Um, and having a certain expertise in one is not being a project manager. Um, the project has a scope, and you have to manage and deliver uh, or lead the delivery of the whole scope. Um, so if you do have a certain expertise in a certain area, that's great. 
but that isn't your job. Um, going back to subject matter expertise in a previous question, Ramon, you know, it's that there are certain elements where you need certain expertise, but your job is to deliver the whole scope of the project. And that, that's, that's your scope of your responsibility as well. So I, I, I don't think a project manager can specialize in a specific area um, of the project. All right, um, Ron, what's your view? Uh, interestingly, uh, obviously, the business case is the document that um, gives you the authority to go ahead with the project. So it's an all-embracing um, document. And within that document, there will be reasons that you're delivering the project and there will be business benefits related to the fact of what's related to what you're actually delivering. So my view is no, the change manager, uh, the project manager, sorry, should not just focus on the business case or whatever other other sort of individual aspects of that there are of a project, but they should, as previously said, should focus on the actual um, delivery of the project against the plan has been developed probably by them. The sponsor is the owner of the business case. And coming back to the change management issue, I believe that the business benefits, the ownership is with the change manager. So if the business case is going to be managed by anyone, it should be the change manager rather than the project manager because of their responsibility to deliver the project. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Ron. And let's uh, move on to Falco next. Okay, um, if you have a small project where there is one project manager, I think this person should manage the whole project, including the initial phases where you have the <laughs> business case development uh, until the delivery and uh, closing the project. If you have bigger projects with uh, sub-projects even and uh, Lots of work packages might be valuable to focus on one of those. Have like a um, hierarchical project structures, even where you have a main project manager and um, managers for sub projects. Um, if I think about several hundred people working together in a big project, then that's probably going to be the case anyway, because not one single person can keep track of, of everything. Um, on such a detailed level so that the project manager could fulfill his or her role. Um, so there, there are ways to split up work as a project manager, even in relationship to program management or uh, other parts, if there are multi-project setups in organizations as well. But yeah, agreeing to, to what um, we heard so far, um, just specializing in business cases or in other project phases is probably not a good thing to do for a project manager. All right. Uh, well, Ramon, he, he hear it. Okay. Uh, but let's hear from Luca to close this, uh, the, the round of answers. Uh, yes, quickly, there is uh, the project manager role and there is the project management or management of projects. Management of projects includes a lot of different disciplines. So you can work in the project management field and being specializing in something. 
But if you are in charge of a specific project with the role of project manager, your main task is integrating all of these disciplines. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. And uh, um, so, Chitra, I think we have a live question again coming up, right? People are engaging. Yes, of course. We have a live question from Bashir. Can you elaborate more about the role of business analysts in relation to project management? All right. So the business analysts in relation to project management, we we have Luca kicking us off with this and then Marion. Uh, well, the, the, the project manager is usually focused on understanding stakeholder needs uh, and uh, translating these needs into specific requirements, while the project manager role is usually to receive these requirements and deliver a viable solution, respecting every constraint on time, cost, and whatever. So they are interlinked, but they are not the same. Okay, thanks. Luca and Marion, please. Um, your business analysts really sit between the client and the project manager. So your business analyst is somebody who really understands the business, the business processes, maybe their IT, so they're able to uh, sort of translate the IT speak into business speak. So they would sort of assist in um, gathering the requirements for the project and sort of uh, giving those to the project manager who can then put a scope statement together. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Marion. All right. Um, I think, Suchitra, we should uh, go to the next question, please. Our next question is from Elizabeth. For Praxis Framework, I understand that less training and less certifications required to achieve the same results as three other exams. Is this a good thing? Is this a good thing? Well, uh, Marion, why don't you tell us if this is a good thing or not? <laughs> I wish I'd known this when I started project management because I wrote Foundation and Practitioner for Prince2, then I went and did MSP, Foundation and Practitioner, then I went and did MOP, Foundation and Practitioner. That's six exams, six kind of nervous breakdowns before each of the exams, <laughs> all the studying and the manuals and everything else that went with it. Whereas if I'd just known about Praxis, it would have been one foundation exam and one practitioner exam. And because it's free and online, you don't need all the manuals. It gets updated on a regular basis. Um, I think Praxis actually gives you more than enough information for you to be able to actually work in the project management or the project environment in terms of project programs and portfolios all in one and brings them all together, which Prince2, MSP and MOP don't really do. And if, if I may ask back to, back to you, um, Marion, but it, does it cover the same scope does it really um, cover the same scope not, or probably 
not to the same level of detail, but if you are starting out in project management, you don't need to be that sort of level of expert. So if you find yourself in a situation where the organization you're working for is using PRINCE2 as a methodology, then go in and do the, the PRINCE2. If you're um, promoted to a program manager, sure, go and do MSP. If you're going to run a portfolio, sure, go and do MOP. But if you're just generally starting out and in the project um, space, Praxis is, is fine for your first five years. All right. Okay. Thank you. And um, Luca, I think you were next. Yeah. Uh, slightly different uh, perspective on that. Obviously, if you want to uh, specialize in the project management field, you have to learn a lot of things and no certification is enough. Uh, but starting with praxis, you will understand that the project program and portfolio management world really is only a single continuum. And this will help you enormously in understanding what, what, what is this kind of work it really is. Okay, thanks, Luca. I have some sympathy for what you said and also Marion. When I did the, did the praxis part and thought about my prints too, and MSP and uh, thought, well, yeah, it could have been could have been good enough uh, for, for me, mm -hmm. possibly. Let's let's go to um, <clears throat> to some of the reactions that we have from uh, from our viewers here, from Abhijun from Coventry in the UK. Hello, thanks for joining us, and uh, Stuart from Brisbane in Australia. Hello, Stuart. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we have another LinkedIn user who's from the Midlands in the UK. It's really around the world here um, <clears throat> with Africa, Asia, and Europe, and Australia. And there's Eric from, um, um, it doesn't say where he's from, but it's change management involves management of guides and rules that aim to provide improvement within the organization. So true fan of change management here uh, <clears throat> that we have from eric thanks eric for your comment and um there is bashi again um who who was a life was who's a live viewer who raised one of the questions before um says he has an execute mba and he and there's eric um who is um <clears throat> agreeing to luca uh, so happy with this engagement that we have here on the social chat in our show Thank you for that. Um, but Suchitra, I think we should move on to the next question. All right. So we have another question from Elizabeth who asks, what would you, would you say are the best three skills to have to be a good project manager? The best three skills. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, guys, it was almost at the same time. I give the lady first, which is Marion, then Chris, and then Falco. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stefan. All right, I would say people skills, number one. Um, your ability to organize, number two, organize and planning and, and sort of get things moving. And then number three, your ability to sort of follow up and make sure that things are actually happening. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, Marion. And Chris, your view. Um if, if I look to, if you like, sort of personality traits as, uh, as Marianne has given you some skills, that I think that 
all project managers are, as I said earlier on, are leaders. But one of the biggest things in a leader has to be is resilient. Um, things won't always go well. Um, a lot of the time, things will be quite challenging. So having that self-resilience, I think, is very important, and it gives confidence to the, to the rest of the team. And I also think the empathy with with the owners, with the stakeholders, with the the people within the project team is important as well. So understanding that it's the people that are delivering the project, um, uh, not not you as an individual. So having empathy with them, but also being authentic, being yourself, not trying to be something that you're not, uh, developing your own style, developing your own um, sort of way of connecting with everybody within the project. So from a personality point of view, I would say resilience, empathy, and authenticity are apps skills to work on, personality traits to develop. Um, and and you will you will succeed. Okay, great points. Thanks, Chris. And let's hear from Falco then. Yeah, nice nice to hear the both uh, views of yours <clears throat> before. I think communication skills, um, connecting um, people who do the decision making with the execution with um, um, all parts facilitating meetings is probably uh, the first that comes to mind when I think about good project management skills. Um, persistence, so making sure that things that are planned um, are really carried out. I think both uh, already mentioned this as well. So tracking the current status and following up on problems and risks to make sure that they are aware and um, yeah um, trying to be yourself as well so um, live the internal uh, motivation um, if it's not the job for you then you'll see after the first project that you try to manage <laughs> um, and be be, be yourself and be open to, to switch careers if you find it's not the thing that you thought in the beginning. So stay true to yourself as well. Okay. Well, thanks, Falco. Well, all, all of you, thanks for, for, for giving that insight. As we, can, as we can see, it is really about the social skills um, rather than any, any subject matter stuff. So um, that's good. Good to hear. And yes, I agree with you, Falco, as well. You, you, you'll notice it. You'll notice if it's the right thing for you or not. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we should move on, um, looking at the time and see if we have another question. Yes, we have a live question from Abudin. I'm a health and safety advisor and looking to move to the project management world. Currently taking a short course for project management and business analysis. What's your advice for me to choose my pathway? All right. So it takes a moment for the panel to think, uh, but Marion has the courage to kick us off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, I would say you know you you're an H and S advisor, so. 
within your organization, see if they're going to be doing any projects within that area where you are already a subject matter expert. Um, I know this contradicts what we said earlier that you don't need to be a subject matter expert, but if you're moving into project management and you're not quite sure um, about how to approach it and that, um, if you go into the area in which you're already comfortable and then try and apply what you've learned in your courses, um, that might give you an idea whether you're going to like it or not and perhaps also help you um, to be, perhaps be successful with that project if you understand the environment before you understand, you know, if you're still sort of not quite understanding PM and BA yet. Mm. All right. Thank you. All right. So I hope are we doing that was um, that, that that's an answer um, that gives you some some insight and some advice here. So Chitra, let's move on to the next question, please. We have another question from Ron. What does the panel think of the statement? The biggest mistake project managers make is managing tasks and events at the expense of leading people. Oh, I love that question. Um, um, and, and Ron, I, 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 I come to you last, and this time I hope I don't miss you. <laughs> don't forget let's, me let's this time. <laughs> no, I won't. Chris, Chris uh, will you start us off, please? I, I think it's very true. Um, what do I think of the statement? The, the biggest mistake is trying to manage tasks uh, and events, or actually managing people managing their own tasks and their own events is the biggest mistake. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to me, um, leading people in a, in a project, once you've um, engaged with them and they have contributed to, to the plan and to their commitments in the project, I think the biggest thing that a project manager needs to do is to give them the room and the tools to do the job. Um, and if you're actually managing tasks and events, you're not looking forward. You're not looking ahead to see what's going to stop these things happening. You're, you've got your sort of, you're in the wood. You're not sort of, you're looking at the trees. You're not looking at the route out. Um, so if you have the right people on the project, um, they will be managing their tasks and their events to the agreed time, to the agreed quality. Your job is to be looking ahead to try and work out with them and uh, beyond them what's going to stop them reaching, uh, delivering those tasks to the time that, that they've agreed. So I, I think um, that this is one of the biggest mistakes. Yes, I agree with it. All right. Thanks. And Marion, what's your view? <clears throat> Um, I agree 100% um, with Chris. So all I'm going to add is that if you lead your people and talk to your people on a regular basis, they will alert you to any pot potential problems um, with the tasks and the events of the project. And especially if you're looking at sort of managing by exception, where no news is good news, and you have that relationship with your people where they will highlight to you where there are issues, um, you know, then you can better deal with those issues. Um, if you're managing the tasks and the events, you have no real background and insight as to what's really happening there unless you talk to the people. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Marion. And Luca, let's hear from you. Uh, yes, just confirming what our others are say, have said. There are a number of studies confirming that uh, uh, project management is a contact sport, really. You cannot manage from your 
desk, you have to talk with people. All right, uh, thanks, uh, Luca and Ron. You raised the question you heard from the other panel members. So, what's your point now? <laughs> uh, can, I, can I go back and refer to another question as well at the same time because I think they're linked. Um, the one about the, the 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 three the three top traits of a, a project manager. I think they should be first of all managing the project plan. Number one, they sh they should be also structured in their approach to what they do, and they should focus on delivery because that's their responsibility. They have to deliver the project to time, cost, quality, and scope. Now, in terms of the actual um, question I asked, this let me just tell you where it came from. It was from a blog by a lady called Suzanne Madston in 2019. She's a project leadership coach, and she actually said exactly that that was straight from the horse's mouth so um and it comes back again it comes back to what i was saying before about what 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 are the responsibilities what is the difference between a project manager and a change manager okay if a project manager has to deliver to time cost quality and scope they are not going to have that much time to deal with the people side of change yeah, because if you've got a project of about 500 people, as an argument, um, then, you know, you've got 500 people, but perhaps a lot of them are resisting, a lot of them are pushing back on the project. The project manager just doesn't have enough time to actually deal with the people side. So, yes, they should be working in collaboration with the change manager. You know, I'll keep on banging on about this, and I apologize for, for doing that, but they should be working collaboration because I still think there is a tendency to mix up the roles and responsibilities of a project manager and the roles and responsibilities of a change manager. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote about this first of all, first thing I wrote thing about 2014 on LinkedIn. You know, what is the difference? <laughs> and the debate still continues today so it's something that people either can't get their head around or will continue to debate or will have a difference of opinion and so on and i think the debate will continue forever and a day that i don't think there's an answer mm. <clears throat> you don't think there's an answer okay right <clears throat> anyway this is um i i feel i personally feel like we just warmed up with this topic uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> time has uh, has gone by very fast. So I, uh, I um, and first of all, I would like to thank for all the questions that came in. But I would now like to ask the panel um, um, to uh, to give us some closing remarks, reflecting on the questions that have been raised, and um, and some other advice you would give to our viewers now. And I think we start this time with Falco, and just go. Um, the other way around. All right. Um, I would close with um, the only way to do great work is to love what you do, which is a quote from Steve Jobs. And um, that's probably uh, good not only for project managers or business analysts and change managers. So try to find the best area where your feelings uh where you're feeling uh, secure to to work in if it's um agile projects even or something else um there there is a lot there are lots of opportunities outside out there and um probably also with training and uh stuff to um 
get get better um, if you feel you found the, the right spot. Okay, thanks, uh, Falco. And uh, we go uh, next to Ron, please. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether I should be apologising for my strong, quite strong, specific points of view, but um, I do have strong points of view when 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 talk about PMs and CMs, and you know, I I I believe that you know the issue is problematic in terms of um, success and failure of projects. Um, and I'm not going to go into the 70% question because that's been debunked loads of time. Um, so there, there, there is still an issue about you know the role of a project manager and a change manager. And I think they should be addressed by organisations. They are to an extent, but... The 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 um, just to say, I've, I've got a um, very quickly a um, YouTube channel, and the the, the most popular um, video on the YouTube channel is how do you convince organisations to use a change manager as well as a project manager? So it kind mm. of sort of follows my point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to shut up now. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thanks for, for, for your view. And then let's hear from uh, closing remarks from Luca. Uh, yes. So, uh, well, project management is uh, fascinating because it's all about imagining future and controlling risk and chaos. That is basically our life as human beings. So from the, from the Babel Tower onwards, we are still working on project management and we probably always will do. So it's fascinating, just a suggestion from me. If you can find a copy of this book, The Management of Projects by uh, Peter Morris, is a story of project management. I learned a lot from this book. It's absolutely fascinating. Uh, so very happy to be here. Today. All right. Thanks for giving us a literature uh, hint here. Uh, we have some uh, in the video descriptions already, and you see them uh, popping up on the screen uh, for several. Um, let's hear next from uh, Chris, please. Thanks, Stefan. Um, it, again, a, a brilliant sort of um, session, great questions, um, understanding that a lot of people are potentially at the beginning of their project management careers. Um, I would say that project management is, is a brilliant and fulfilling profession, and it is a profession. It, it isn't just a job. Um, you know, you actually have the, the physical sort of sense of delivering tangible things. Uh, there aren't many many roles in organizations where, where you can have that uh, physical manifestation of you have delivered something and you have moved an organization forward. So I would recommend uh, the profession to anybody. Um, entering the profession sometimes can be a little bit challenging, um, but it, it's something that if you can get into the profession, you prove to yourself that you're good enough to do it. Um, and I would just say that it is something that you develop you don't become a project manager overnight. Uh, you become a better project manager by through experience. And going through professional accreditations and qualifications is not essential, but it helps you map your career. It helps you give, get confidence that you are progressing uh, in, in your career. 
So good luck to everybody who are thinking about it. Um, immense luck to all the project managers around the world. We need more of them as the challenges around the world are, are getting getting bigger. Um, so a fantastic morning, and um, I've loved every minute. And thanks to my fellow panelists. Um, every day is a school day. I learn from you all the time. <laughs> thanks, Chris. And then let's uh, closing this final round of closing remarks. Um, let's hear from Marion. Thanks, Stefan. Um, I've been in project management now for 30 years, and it's been an amazing career. I've enjoyed it. It hasn't felt like work. If you're somebody who likes variety in your life, um, project management is great in that you're working on lots of different projects. So sort of every either couple of months or couple of years, you'll be working on different projects. It's also a career that allows you to travel. So you can do contracts in different countries. You can experience different cultures. Um, and it's, it's not badly paid. So, you know, you can have a really pleasant life as a project manager. So good luck to everybody. Thanks very much for the opportunity to uh, share my experiences with you. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, Marion. And thanks, panel. And now it's it's the time to say thank you to uh, to everyone, to those of you who have raised questions through either Slido or live. Of course, to the panel who have uh, shared their experience here, and also to uh, all my colleagues uh, in the background from APMG and the production team, uh, and, uh, and those who have uh, managed to chat here. Over on our website, you can search for answers to more than 1,500 questions in the meantime. It's a comprehensive free resource in connecting you with, well, 170 experts from around the world. Don't forget, you can also listen to the audio versions of the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please take a moment to like, comment, share, and subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything, and it really helps new folks discover our content. Looking forward, this Friday, 31st of March, at 3 p.m. Central European Time, we have another Level Up show in Polish language, hosted by my colleague, Dr. Sabina Baniecka, where she's looking at design thinking. And on Monday, 3rd April, at 2 p.m. GMT, you'll find out about when to choose between Agile and Waterfall. Subscribe to the show. We will send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. Many thanks to everyone. See you on the next show. <laughs>